Welcome back, everyone, to ROC, Tone Deaf. I'm Tone. And I'm Deaf. A podcast that's dedicated to the arts and music scene in Rochester, New York. And we hope you enjoyed last week's guest, Larry Casey of the Tragedy Brothers. And uh, down the road, uh, we are going to preview that CD. We have that CD in our hands. We're going to listen to it. And down the road, we'll have a podcast that's going to review that uh, CD called America, Another Another American Tragedy. Oh, can't wait for that one. That'll be great. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, um, I did hear a couple of songs, and uh, it sounds great. So you want to make sure you join us then. Uh, we have a nice uh, special treat to talk about today. We uh, were treated to a musical at the Lewis S. Walk uh, Jewish Community Center uh, last week, and we got to enjoy the musical Searching for Tevya, uh, and it was a pure delight, a, a pleasant surprise. And we were uh, given this privilege by uh, Ralph Maranto, who is the artistic director at the Jewish Community Center, and specifically Center Stage. And we will be joined by Ralph uh, in our next podcast. So uh, we'll be looking forward to that, Def. Absolutely. So let's get started in terms of the show that we saw. Um, overall, uh, the message I thought was pretty powerful, and it was to follow your dream. And the, it was also a one-man show, uh, and it was, oh my God, I, I just couldn't get over uh, how he was able to entertain us for a solid 90 minutes. Um, and it, 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 it truly amazed me. Um, and the man I'm talking about is uh, Rochester's own Bruce Sabbath, who was um, a Brighton residence, lived in uh, Brighton, right here in Rochester, New York. And he went to 12 Quarters Middle School, and he also went to uh, the high school. And he was able to, while he went to high school, uh, to do both uh, major in math and science and an AP student and also to um, uh, star in some of the major plays that were going on at the time that he was in uh, high school. Uh, some of those plays were Damn Yankees, Fiddler on the Roof, and Oliver. Now Fiddler on the Roof is interesting uh, deaf because? Well it sort of keeps appearing in his life where he uh, <clears throat> tries out for different, uh, well, for different parts for, of that play throughout his life in community theater. And um, it's, it's something that's also about uh, tradition, more specifically the Jewish tradition, uh, which he also feels inside of him deeply. As a matter of fact, one of the th treats that we got was uh, the display of the Yiddish language in the musical. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because uh, they actually did the play in Yiddish, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And then he sprinkled some Yiddish songs in the musical that we saw, and he also invited us to sing along with him on um, one song near the end. That's right. That's right. Yep. And I tell you, I, I, I was like, couldn't believe I was speaking Yiddish, or at least attempting to speak Yiddish, and having a good time at it. So I, bravo to him to get the yes, whole audience yeah. up. Now, to, to tell you the truth, the uh, behind <laughs> the actors, there was an, a 
a screen and projected the phonetics of how to pronounce the Yiddish words. So we had a lot of help. Yes, we did. And speaking of the screen, uh, can you say a little more about that screen that was being projected behind him? Yeah, it was it really uh, added a lot of uh, depth and you know provided more information um, as uh, Bruce was telling his story. You know, throughout the ninety minutes. So it was it was it was well done. He uh, was accompanied by um, a piano, uh, a violin, and a bass. Uh, and it featured uh, Lauren Rister on violin and Justin Rister on bass, and I believe uh, Ben Kylie was playing the piano. Okay, and was he the music director also? He's also seemed, yes, he was also the music director according to the uh, program. Uh, but it just was a, a, a great uh, little group there that was supporting um, Bruce, and it just really just made it. Now, great. now Bruce also played a couple other instruments. What were those, Tony, uh, throughout the play? Oh, yeah, he did. Uh, he played uh, the guitar, an acoustic guitar, and he also played the clarinet, which uh, sounded pretty cool on right, its own, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially when he used the clarinet to play uh, the, a few of the fiddler notes, mm-hmm. the fiddler on the roof yep. notes. It really Very went effective. It yep. really went well. And he incorporated in his playing uh, both uh, pop music and also uh, Jewish traditional songs as well. Now, some of the pop songs uh, that he played w- when he was playing was uh, music from Cat Stevens, Jim Croce, and uh, John Denver. And it just really connected very, very well. Now, after Bruce graduated from Brighton, um, he went off to uh, college and um, he went to Harvard. And uh, there he was majoring um, in, uh, let's see, I got to remember what he was majoring in. Well, he was majoring in economics, I believe, uh, but I could be wrong about that. But it was definitely. Uh, in the business world that he was majoring in. But what he does on the side, because he still had the theater inside of him, uh, was to uh, join an a cappella group uh, at Harvard. And um, so he continued to have in the background uh, that quest for the artistic side of him, which carried on the rest of his mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. He went on to uh, uh, to Boston to become a part of the Boston Consulting Group. Uh, he worked for American Express, uh, but he just couldn't get it out of his his blood. He was never satisfied. That's right. Yeah, and he uh, ends up uh, going back to the theater and hooking up with such uh, greats as Stephen Sotheim and um, Joel Gray, uh, our guys that uh, he basically. Um, uh, connected with, uh, I think. I think he said that Joel Gray directed the Yiddish version of. Yes, Hula. that's right. Okay, Thank, yeah. Yes, yeah. thanks for okay, thanks cool. for reminding me. Yes, Good. on Off Broadway too, as well. Uh, which I, you know, once again, that was, that amazed me uh, that the whole thing was done in in Yiddish. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he wraps it all up where tradition is something that's very important and uh, that's something that he never lost sight of in his life and he was glad that he didn't. It made him whole, if you will, and uh, it became a role model uh, for his family as well. And As I said, he said to uh, follow your dream, if you will. Absolutely. That's what we all should be doing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's scary. It can be scary and it can be dangerous, and he definitely pointed that out uh, throughout the play. Um, but we really enjoyed the whole experience. Uh, they've got a great crew over there in terms of welcoming you into the theater, um, and uh, they've got a nice protocol, too, to make you feel safe. Um, it was really 
beyond my uh, dreams no, in terms of a great experience. Definitely well executed. Yeah. And so with that in mind, uh, do, def- have, do they have more? Yeah. Why don't oh, you read okay. some uh, <clears throat> shows coming up? Yeah. Let's see. Um, well, in, in September now, September, uh, I'm sorry, December 4th through the 19th, they have uh, something magical, uh, Disney in concert. Well, that sounds interesting. And uh, great yes. time, Christmas time. Oh, yes. So I think there'll be a variety of songs from the Disney uh, movies right. that'll be performed. And then February 5th through the 20th, uh, Hitmakers. Uh, they've had various Hitmaker series that they've done in the past few years. Do you recall which one this was, Tony, that he said they were going to do? Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, it's Welcome to the 70s. 70s Here yeah. we go. That's yeah, our yeah. time. That's our time. Right. That's our Oh, we got, we got lots of decades that are our time. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's Hitmakers. And then um, in March, March 5th uh, through the 20th, uh, Tracy Jones. This is a comedy. And uh, I think the premise is this woman wants to throw a party and invite everyone whose name is Tracy Jones. So I'm sure the laughs never stop in that one. Yeah, quite the premise. And then to wrap up the series, May 7th through the 22nd, Little Shop of Horrors. Now, who stars in that one, Tony? Well, I'm glad you asked. That's going to be our very own Ralph Maranto, who is the artistic director um, at... uh, uh, JCC, and he's going to be our next guest. So stay tuned because he is going to give us the insides, if you will, of not only the organization but of that play uh, coming up in the spring. And it has a special uh, dedication to that I think you'll want to hear about. Uh, really kind of struck us as being tender and um, uh, moving uh, mm-hmm. that they're doing this. Um, so make sure next week you dial in to ROC. Tone Deaf for Ralph Maranto, Artistic Director at the Jewish Community Center. Well, before we go, we got some loose ends to tie here, Deaf. So, uh, first of all, uh, in terms of uh, some of the concerts we announced uh, previously on the show, uh, just to keep you informed, if you didn't get your tickets yet for the colorblind shows at Abilene's on October 22nd and 23rd, that's Saturday and Sunday. Uh, yeah, there's time, isn't there? No, what? you're you're oh, you're out of luck. No, Both man. shows no, are sold both? out. I hate oh, to say, man. I told I, you I, so. I know, I know, I know. I'm always I warned you. you. Know, I procrastinate. You know yep, that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But out of luck. But we wish uh, all members and people that are going to be watching those two great shows all the best because they're in for. I think is going to be a great night of music. Good. Good. Unfortunately, Def, uh, we lost someone. Uh, Another musician, Yes, uh, that has Rochester roots. Okay. Uh, Who's that? Rochester saxophonist, funk music pioneer, Pee Wee Ellis, who died at the age of 80. Um, According to the DNC, Alfred Pee Wee Ellis, the funk music pioneer and formative musical director for James Brown, who grew up in Rochester, died September 23rd, once again, at the age of 80. Mr. Ellis, a saxophonist, co-wrote two of Brown's signature songs, Cold Sweat and Say It Out Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud, among dozens of others. He also had a long collaboration with Van Morrison, as well as a prolific career as a band leader playing jazz, soul, and smooth funk, or as he called it, smunk. Smunk. (laughs) Mr. Ellis lived in Rochester from 1955 to about 1959 and played music at Madison High School. He was inducted into the Rochester Music Hall of Fame in 2016. 
The cause of death was heart problems, uh, according to Mr. Ellis's Facebook page. He lived in England and had been performing until just weeks before his death. Um, the other interesting thing here, too, uh, was that um, while he was living in Rochester, Mr. Ellis, excuse me, uh, traveled to New York City to visit family. While there, he saw Sonny Rollins, the great Sonny Rollins, outside a repair shop and asked him for lessons. Incredibly, the saxophone legend agreed. Jeez. Can you imagine that? I know. What, I can't, that's, yeah. can't imagine that happening today, it's like, but yeah. yeah it's like, um, I don't know what possessed me to think it was okay to ask Sonny to teach me, but he was very forthcoming and generous, Ellis told the newspaper The Independent in 2020. Quote, every Wednesday I would go to the airport and fly to meet Sonny in New York, have a lesson, and then fly back. I was earning $90 a week at the Python Club. You remember that place, right? I, oh, yeah. I played there once. Awesome. In, in, right here in Rochester. And the flight was about $55. It was worth it, said Ellis. Uh, that's, uh, that's a tough one there. Right. The, the, nope. To lose a yeah. great guy like that. Absolutely. And um, finally, hey, hey Def, did you did you get to check out that YouTube video I sent you? You know, I did. It's uh, it is the the full concert of um, is it September twenty second or September twenty third of this year of uh, the Rolling Stones, and it begins with a nice nice uh, memorial uh, dedication to Charlie Watts. Um, I think it's about five or six screens, and they show different images of him throughout his career. And there's uh, drumming that is played, you know, as as the music over these images. It how was, it was how big would you yeah. say those screens were? Oh my goodness! I mean, they had to be what? Uh, I mean, three, three or three, four. I was going to say three stories. Yeah, I know, yeah, three right? or four stories yeah. tall. Oh, it had I mean, because these, these are huge arenas that they're playing. Right, yeah. and this was in St. Louis, by the way. Okay. And what was interesting about that? I've never seen. Um, a concert like this in terms of on YouTube. Um, the interesting thing about it was that it was supposedly made by uh, a group known as Midi Mans. Uh, that's M-I-D-I-M-A-N-N-Z. Also, you can find them, I guess, at dbboots.com, and they specialize in Rolling Stone bootlegs database. And I, I mean, this... Right, the quality. Oh, the, yeah, the quality is exceptional. It is yeah, exceptional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was done by you know a professional group, but I think what it was that these guys were all there. There's several names that are listed before you see this video, and they all maybe shot a song a piece, and then they kind of sewed it together. Yeah, if right. You will, Did the editing to make and it and compile it. Yeah, sure, to, to compile it and make yeah. it one full show. But um, it's a it's it's a tender moment when. Uh, the crowd is surprised, right? And all of a sudden, Charlie's on the screen, right? Yeah. And the drums are are going. And yeah. um, what struck me too was how quickly the crowd quieted it down in reverence right. to that's, what they were hearing. It's impressive. Yeah, it really is. So if you get a chance, uh, check that out. And once again, um, just type in Rolling Stones full concert, um, St. Louis, right? St. Louis, 2020, 2021. Excuse me, uh, and it comes right up but hurry up i don't know something like this i would think the stones would want to take it down <laughs> they, fast they may they may yeah. and especially if you don't have tickets to any of the shows coming up it is you will have a great experience watching it it's really well done so 
from Deaf and Tone. Check oh, it out. Check it out. And we'll end with that, too, just to entice you as well. Can you roll that tape, Deaf? Yep, and we're rolling it right now. Okay, Def, and once again, it's sponsor time. Oh, let us know. Who's the sponsor? Well, I'm happy to say that it's still Fiorella Restaurant, located in the Rochester Public Market. And also, number one in city newspapers, uh, best Italian restaurants. So check it out where you'll find the food and the people Bellissimo. And by Carol's, Carol's Bar and Grill, where they're ready to serve you up with a smile. And that's our favorite bartenders there, Pat Dunn and Danny Ryan. Who are some of the famous people that hang out there in Rochester? The Tragedy Brothers. On any night, I could probably guarantee you, you'll find at least one Tragedy Brother hanging out there. So if you're lonely and you want to talk to tragedy, go to Carol's, located across the street from East High School. On Main Street. All right.